Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on the world of social media. And today we have the awesome Crystal Tosh with us. So when Jeff first introduced Crystal to me, he was like, she grew this agency up to six figures by not really doing social media. She's kind of the anti-social media. And I was like, that's perfect. For our social media show, Jeff. Right. Exactly. But then I was intrigued because Jeff does not just recommend people lightly, right? He he's like, so I started like digging into more of the things that you're writing about, the, your show, your podcast, that we'll talk about in just a minute. And I was just so intrigued by your very unique perspective on social media, given the ups and downs those of us that work in social media face every day. And so I am super excited to talk to you about your unique perspective, your new approach. Crystal, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited. My internet's working here in Kentucky because I'm in the middle the of nowhere too. So this is good. We're, we're on the right track today. Um, and I'm so happy to be here. I loved Social Media Week Lima. I love Jessica. I love all of that. She and I both kind of share the same ideals about <laughs> authenticity and marketing. So um, she's my kindred spirit. So yeah. yeah. So and you killed it at Social Media Week Lima. Lima. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun going there. So uh, I want to give a shout out to our friend Chris Stone. Chris, my friend watching over on LinkedIn, he goes, hello, authentic, good people. Well, <laughs> we're authentic. I don't know if, if no. Grace isn't kind of, she's not always good, I'm, but we, for the show, she, she keeps it together. So we will, just, just for this hour, just, just for this one hour, hour I keep after it, that, I keep it together for this one hour after this is complete mess. That's right. After that, it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's a crapshoot. So here we go. Uh, I want to introduce you guys to, if you don't know who Crystal is and miss social media week Lima, which you should, you can already sign up for next year, go, uh, to, uh, to Lima and see us there. But if you don't know Crystal, I want to introduce you to her. She is the founder of Rockstar Social Media, a human-focused marketing agency that helps brands connect by harnessing the power of empathy. In fact, she runs several businesses and a nonprofit and does it all in ways that honor her own unique style and intuition. She is a self-proclaimed marketing rebel, which I think is so cool. She believes there is no such thing as a template or a cookie-cutter approach to marketing. And this is what we meant earlier when we said she's kind of anti-social media. There's not one-size-fit-all or exact strategies for success. Uh, Her goal is to unbox brands allowing them to be who they are online and with confidence. So every business and brand is unique. Authenticity is every brand's superpower. And so I'm so excited to talk because that's that all resonates with us because yeah. we have seen the gurus who go, do it this way and you will make millions. And then, you know, you're just like, yeah, uh, don't think so. So anyway, no. thanks, Crystal, for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's a little bit sometimes like, a little bit strange to say things that fits all approach. And I think that's what stops people from growing because they try some of those and they don't make millions of dollars and then they quit or they think they're doing it wrong. So it's kind of sad to see business owners give up on themselves. And that's why I'm out here preaching the opposite because I mean, why is it that online space people are like, oh, I want to make a million dollars tomorrow. But if you build a brick and mortar, you know, it's going to be three to five years. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I would love to hear how you got into social media marketing and what was that tipping point that brought you to, because I I read this in your bio that you reached that point. It was your podcast bio of like, Mm -hmm. you reached this point where you're just like, oh, this isn't working. And I want to hear about that moment when you're like, oh, this isn't working. And what uh, prompted you to launch your agency? 
Well, it was kind of a long journey. I started my first business and it kind of came out of honest motherhood. And I had a Facebook group that grew exponentially when my kids were little. And um, so I kind of found organic marketing just by randomness of being a mom sharing her truth online. And I grew that into Honest Talk International which became um, an online on-demand childbirth education course and lots of things for um, <clears throat> women, basically. And uh, tragedy kind of struck. My mom got really sick out of nowhere and she passed away. And I sold that business to my business partner and took six months off. And I decided to start my agency right before <laughs> the pandemic. So I was a, I'm a classically trained, I guess, if you will, I have a master's in public health. So um, during that difficult time, I just kind of got the J-O-B, right? Like mm -hmm. I just went back to work and tried to get by and I hated it. And um, I knew that there was something missing for business owners and I knew I could help them. So I launched Rockstar in my hometown here in Kentucky in Western Kentucky. And it started growing just organically and naturally. I just, honestly, I think I quit my job in February and the country shut down in March. <laughs> so I went around and basically created a show like you guys have. And I started interviewing local businesses just to get their name out there and to try and just offer help. So I didn't make actual money for about six or eight months. I just did what I knew how to do. And it paid off though, because people remember who comes around and helps you in a hard time. Um, and especially in Western Kentucky where people didn't even know how to use Facebook. Um, we took like restaurant menus and, you know, took pictures and put them on Facebook so people could order and mm -hmm. just little things that you, you know, I thought were insignificant, but ended up really helping. And uh, then it just grew, it took off and word got around. And then now I have national brands that we represent and we kind of went from just doing social media to now we're a full service marketing agency. So we do websites and, you know, video content and Google ads and Facebook ads and all of it. So, yep. That's awesome. That's awesome, Crystal. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to, and a lot of people don't talk about this, but the amount of time it took, I, I think everybody, if you really dig deep, you go and like, yeah, there was a time where I just really was, I mean, I did a lot of stuff for free and did it and nobody wants to talk about that. And yep. I think we all, I remember doing, I remember making videos for like some influencers uh, back on like Google plus there's my Google plus reference mm -hmm. for the day. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I, I fit we, it in we the need show. To make a bingo card for this game. I know, show. I know, but uh, a drinking game or something. But anyway, um, the 10 AM Jeff, well, it, you know, it's five I was on a somewhere. cruise a couple weeks ago, so it doesn't matter. You know, um, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that we would just, I mean, we, we, we don't talk about it and, Everybody has to do that. Everybody has to amen in the rest. That. Yep. You know. Yes. I think that that's what's missing in this online build a business space is the the truth and the honesty. Um, and that's kind of why I also launched a, a podcast called mm -hmm. Past the BS, which we'll get to later. But right. people need to hear that. Yes, you're valuable and your skill set is amazing, but nobody knows who you are. So you've got to start somewhere. I mean, I literally started charging my very first client paid me $450 for a month of done for you social media content. Okay. I'm not there anymore. Right. I, I make right. my agency Don't does call a lot Crystal. more. Yeah. I pay, yeah. I pay a team, but you have to start somewhere and you have to start building those relationships. And how else are you going to build the relationships and gain trust than to get out there? Um, you know, I think social media is word of mouth marketing on steroids. I mm -hmm. still think you build businesses based on world word of mouth, but mm -hmm. it can travel faster and farther by using social. And that's what worked for me is I just got out there and started helping and it grew and grew and grew. And, you know, now I have a team and we do a lot more than where we started, but that's the truth of the matter is a lot of people don't want to talk about when you first start a business, it's, it's not making a million dollars overnight. It's, it's literally like, a snake oil salesman. If it sounds too good to be true, it's <laughs> right. probably not true. And right. more people need to hear that so that they don't think they're failing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the only thing that, you know, so that's what I tell people. And I'm Chris Stone, he goes, uh, he goes, every show needs a grace, which is very, very true. Uh, but you can't have her. 
Uh, she's <laughs> contractually <laughs> obligated to stay here. Uh, and contractually then, obligated. And, <laughs> there's no, nothing. I just, she, uh, I would, I don't know what I do. So Gary says, that's awesome, Crystal. Uh, Chris Stone at the Google Plus Drinking Game. It's happening. Uh, well, maybe where you're at, Chris, not here. Uh, and then Gary is like, yes, I agree with all this. Um, the thing, uh, you know, going back to the relationship part of stuff is that is so important. And that's why I love this live show um, is because I, the, the thing is, it is all about relationships, but we have this platform where I can reach people all across the globe and and we do and that's what's so cool mm-hmm. we've got you know brian usually shows up from the the uk um, i mean ian's from the uk and then brian's from um barcelona i mean so all these people come in i just think it's so cool that you can do that now with this platform but it does come back to relationships uh i think mm-hmm. that's really really cool so i mean we, we we kind of touched on your podcast so i want you to talk just a little bit about your podcast why you started it and tell us a little bit more about it Gosh, actually, the idea for the podcast came on the drive, the six hour drive from Lima back home, (laughs) because I found my people in Lima. I'll be honest. Everybody there was so um, value driven, really caring about other people, really caring about relationships, not so much by my stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a pitch fest, which was beautiful to me. And it got me to thinking about what could I do to spread the message more? And um, I ended up partnering with Amy Hartman. She also owns an agency and she owns a real estate brokerage. She's built multiple businesses. She's a, you know, big, big earner, but we didn't want to talk about money and how to get rich quick. We wanted to expose kind of the lies of the online space and really kind of pull the curtain back and Mm -hmm. show people that this is still building businesses and to save them from falling into the BS. Um, Because you get totally caught up in the feed, you know, reading all these successful people and they're in front of their Ferraris and that's all great and fine. But if you're just starting out, you're like, what am I doing wrong? And you get so discouraged. So past the BS is a place where we expose everything. And we also think it's important to talk about the fact that building a a business that isn't a coaching business uh, looks different. So, Mm -hmm. you know, building a sustainable business and some of these people that, you know, like to tout that they're making all this money, they forget to say how much their payroll is or, you know, how many people are working behind the scenes. And it's really easy to get lost and think that they're just this one person doing all this, all the things, but they're not. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the the theme. (laughs) And the people who are, who are um, being authentic and tell the truth is, um, you know, they'll say like, this was a struggle you know, I'm still doing it myself. I haven't got it all together. In fact, I, I, one of my friends, uh, Lou Mangello, who I went with on the cruise, he does the WDW radio, one of the biggest podcasts out there. But yeah. he's been doing it for tw- almost 20 years, like when podcasting right. first started. And yeah. he still does it by himself. But he, he'll off off do uh, offshoot stuff. But um, it's still he still works. Like if you ask him what he does right. for a living, he goes anything it takes. And so, yes. you know, I mean, that's what we have to do. Right. And I think that there are those, you know, amazing people being honest out there. But there's also some that I feel like I've gotten caught up in. You know, Grace asked me what was the big point that I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to do my own thing. It was after hiring some very expensive people who led me astray and made me think that this one cookie cutter way was going to solve all my problems. And what I ended up building was something I hated. Mm. Um, because it wasn't in alignment with me and it wasn't based on my values. And I think that that's where people get disconnected. It's what I said at Lima is, you know, you, you get so cut up that you put on everybody else's mask, their solution, and you forget what you're really good at and what your genius is and how to let that out. And you get disconnected from your own knowing or intuition about why you even are doing this in the first place. Right. Yeah. So that, I mean, I don't know where Grace went. Let me, let me. (laughs) Oh no. She, no, she just left. She probably got tired of me talking too much is what happens. Uh, Let me, let me switch this over to your camera and we can do this. So, okay, cool. Uh, Until she comes back and then who knows what'll happen. Um, So I want to, and here she comes, of course, after I fix things, let me get her back in here. Uh, I tell you what, so poor Grace, what a day. Grace, are you back? I'm back. Okay. She's drinking after this. That's right. <laughs> She's got a real job. Time, you know, like. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So, okay. So let's go to this next section. Um, 
And yeah, so Chris goes, uh, love this. Treat it like a long game, and you can see the broken easy buttons on the side of the road. <laughs> later. Yeah, that is great, Chris. Yeah, that's so good, Chris. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Chris has hustled. Now, Chris has really helped me. Um, if there's yeah. one thing that uh, I really have enjoyed about our relationship, he's really helped me with my Amazon Live stuff. Once again, it's not a there's work involved, but it's it's been really really lucrative because of one the relationship that I was able to build with Chris and he helps me. I help him. He calls me about Pinterest. I ask him questions about Amazon live. So um, that Yay. stuff is worth its weight in gold. And we just don't talk about that enough, but mm-hmm. I digress. Grace, let's go on to this next seg- segment where I know you wanted to uh, read some questions. If you can make it through uh, a segment, if I can, if I can make it through emotionally, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. <laughs> because again, I'm with you in spirit, just right, not right. digitally. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, this first section, the magic is you. I really loved uh, digging into everything that you have, your, your show and, and, you know, your posts and stuff. And I found this post of yours on LinkedIn that really like resonated with me as a marketer. And I think it'll resonate with a lot of people in our audience. I'm going to just read it because it's very powerful. You said it was from a month ago. So if you follow yeah. Crystal on LinkedIn, <laughs> you'll find this. It is, it, you said in seven weeks, my client has gone from being completely disconnected from his own genius and work to aligned and confident. This is how you create magnetic marketing. It's not about being told, do this, do that. It's reconnecting with your own secret sauce. Side note, this client has spent a hundred K with gurus and felt lost and blocked. And now he's tapped back in, tapped back in and feeling confident. The secret and magical ingredient to magnetic marketing is you, Y-O-U, you. Yes. Big, bold, Uh, right? And I just think that this idea of disconnected and feeling like from the genius and from your work, I do not know a single marketer who has expressed this either in private to me or like through various Facebook posts, right? At some level, we all feel this way or we're feeling this way or have felt this way. Right. So let's talk about your client's experience. And, you know, we all feel drained from time to time. You know, we all have bad days, but this is something deeper I feel. So yeah. what did you do to help this particular client reconnect with their secret sauce in seven weeks? And this is not a get rich quick in seven weeks. No. Just, you know, but that was, I want to emphasize that the reconnecting. Yeah. So Yes, my client's amazing. He was so disconnected that he kept he kept telling me, well, I don't know what everybody wants to hear because we were trying to content plan, right? He was so disconnected from what he was putting out on social media that it really did sound like someone else. It was mm-hmm. just him kind of following a formula. And uh, he came to me because we've known each other from, we've been in programs together and then we've watched each other on the sidelines. And he just said, I think you can really help me because you understand, you know, people and, and how to connect them back. And I was, okay. So in seven weeks, what we did every week was literally go back to what he had created. So he's a, he sells a course, right? And I basically took him back through, like, you created this. Now, why did you create this? What did it do in your life? How has it changed you? Where, what person were you before you created this course and now? Because he created it to help people based on his own experience, mm-hmm. right? But he was so disconnected from his own work and his own experiences even that he couldn't tell the story online in a way that circled back to the transformation he was able to provide. So through working with me, now he can confidently talk about what it is that he does, what problem he solves and how he transforms people's lives effortlessly without kind of thinking what was happening is he even said I would I would go to an event and people would ask me what I would what I do and I would try to think back to all the coaches and how I'm supposed to word it and he was just fumbling through and really not making those connections and the feedback he was getting is yeah it sounds really cool but I, I just feel like you're holding something back and it was because he was trying to be other people so you know connecting him back to this is my work this is my genius this is how i make a difference now he just talks about it and his content on instagram and things like that is so much more relaxed and not forced that he's drawing people in because they feel the connection and so i just think it's important and i think that you know i said at lima and i stand by this we hire coaches because we do need help Mm -hmm. and we hire consultants and all those things but what we need to do is realize we we take what we need and leave the rest because Mm -hmm. there still has to be room for our own genius in there 
That's really good. Speaking of zone of genius, and I'm not one, uh, I'm, but I want to talk about our sponsors, Ecamm, because I had forgotten. I got so involved in the conversation that, but I want to make sure that you guys go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm because they are a bunch of geniuses. They put together this package and this thing we're using right now to go live. Um, they're incredible. In fact, we're, Grace and I are going to be at uh, Podcast Movement next week, and uh, actually Ecamm is going to be there as well. We are going to be broadcasting live from their booth. We'll be doing this show live on Friday from their booth that podcast movement got a lot of cool guests uh, coming and so make sure you guys uh, come to that and if you see us there make sure you you grab grace because she loves that um, but <laughs> don't touch me um, but other than that um, yeah so make sure you guys uh, give us a shout out at podcast movement go to, to uh, and ecam has also started a brand new podcast called the flow so make sure you guys go to that on their podcast player they're talking about how to um, actually create a pod a, a video podcast which is very very cool that's really popular right now so make sure you guys go check out that out it's called the flow look at it, your favorite podcast player and give them a rating review and give them a subscribe that would really help them out so ecam uh, socialmediaslive.com forward slash ecam all right so crystal you were talking about all this stuff and, and being authentic and how um you know how important that is but you know i think everybody we know in marketing has got into it because they they have a spark they have curiosity they have energy you know there's no real i guess shortage of joy and creativity online but and folks right. are really want to do what they're passionate about. I mean, that's that's just the way we're wired. But based on your experience with clients, what mm -hmm. gets in the way of people's true genius and creativity? You talked about your client before. Um, yeah. Wh why do we get blocked? What what happens? Is it we want to look like everybody else? What have you found that really kind of is a big stop for people? Uh, they're overthinking it, and they're mm. also kind of just trying to think about the client avatar so i have a kind of a different approach to that i feel like you've really got to know yourself first and be confident in sharing who you are before you worry about your client avatar because what i've found is all my clients are so worried about well i want them to think this instead of i feel xyz and you know it's just like anything if you're your true self and i know authenticity is kind of a buzzword mm -hmm. but i think so much of the blocks come from just not being confident and maybe not even really knowing what makes us tick and what makes us different i mean i have a mohawk i, I wear black everything like that's me um there's lots of i wear converse on stage you know <laughs> Most people would say that you should wear like dress clothes and some, you know, cute pumps, but that's not me. And I'm okay with that. But it's really kind of uncovering all the shoulds and should nots and all the courses we've taken about the, you know, template to success and realizing that there is not a template. And until you're really confident in yourself and, and happy to be yourself and sharing your message with the world, that's when the magnet magnet turns on and you just start getting people kind of flowing your way and saying, yes, I feel that way too. I mean, it's why you and I connected at Lima. Um, you know, if I showed up as a fake person as not really myself, number two, it's really hard to maintain a persona that's not yourself right? <laughs> and it doesn't feel natural. And so it kind of repels people because they know something's off. You know, going back to what you were saying, and, and we did this at Lima, uh, a little quick little uh, thing where I, because so many people are told to, and this goes back to what you were talking about, your your client and how you kind of helped him kind of unblock, is to tell your story. And most people want like, okay, you need to know your elevator pitch and da 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 da, -da and how, you know. And the thing is, we're not attracted to elevator pitches. We're attracted yep. like, oh, Crystal is on a farm, and I grew yes. up in Kansas. I don't know all about farming, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, those kind of things, those stories that you can work in and attract people to you. That's what people want to hear. And I think what you were saying and, and how to do that, and even your presentation at Lima really dove into that. It's like, okay, how do we do that in a better way? Because, you know, there's a right. right way to tell a story. And I think that's yeah. what it sounds like you were helping your client with. Right. We don't want to create trauma bonds. There's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that trauma bonding out there. Right. I feel like, like mm -hmm. hear my horrible, every detail of my sad story and connect on that. No, everybody has a struggle. We've all faced something and, and you're so right, Jeff, about connecting on that personal level. I mean, you have to learn how to weave 
what right. makes you you into what you do and and share it naturally. I mean, I kind of say this too about social media, about sharing stories or connecting with people. Like if you wouldn't say it in real life, like if you were in a room with people and talking, <laughs> right. if it wasn't conversational, probably don't do it on social media either because it's just awkward and weird. Yeah. Just be yourself and, and realize that social media is a conversation. Um, a lot of people too get caught up in this like, well, I'm the expert and I'm just going to produce all this expert content. But it's think about the bread aisle. It's all bread. Why do we choose a different bread over the other? Well, it's marketing. It's the right. labels or it's the way it looks or the way mm -hmm. we've, you know, our mom served it to us our whole life. Whatever it is, it's we're all marketers. We're all, you know, service providers. We all kind of do some variation of the same. So the only reason why I would do business with somebody over somebody else is on a personal connection level. Something that's made me feel like, oh, that person's more like me, or I, like you said, they are a farmer too, or right, we grew right. up in the same area, or we like the same things. Mm -hmm. um, but when you hold all that back, nobody knows, right? Like, I don't know what right. someone's about if they're right. just always talking about their two-step solution to a million dollars. So I want to give a shout out. To, so I want to give a, an example of that. So I know Gary, just from watching his stories, because he doesn't, I mean, he's a musician. He's got this incredible setup that we're, we're able to, uh, you know, kind of geek out over. And so that came from social media. I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have followed Gary and his stories and seen that. So there's that connection there. And then we have, uh, we have uh, uh, Katarina says, uh, so it's good to see her. I haven't seen her in a while. She goes, completely agree about trauma bonding. I had never heard that t that term before, but that is so true. Um, and I loved what you said about not, uh, if you're not going to say it out in the room, you probably shouldn't say it on, on uh, social media. I hope, face I hope Facebook is listening. Um, right. Jeez. So, um, yep. anyway. So, and, and so it, in, uh, Chris goes, yes, the difference between products and services is us. Yeah, Very, mm -hmm. he's so profound. So yeah. way to go, Chris. And so succinct in the profound. Like he's so succinct when he says that because again, that brings back the you know people work with people that they like and trust, right? Mm -hmm. How do you build mm -hmm. that like and trust? Not by trauma bonding, but by right. like sharing like things you have in common. And also, you, I, I think you had this somewhere. I don't know if it was a post or something, uh, Crystal, where it was just like I'm not for everyone, or that idea of like and that's okay, right? And mm -hmm. you know, like. My friend Kelly Maribel says that a lot too, you know, like you're not yeah. for everyone. That's, that's okay. And that's, I think people have to be comfortable with that too. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard to be like, you know, cause I think we all suffer from people pleasing and we want to yeah. be liked. Right. But we have to realize that just cause you're not liked by someone doesn't mean you're a bad person. Cause think of all the people who do love you. And, and that's been a growth journey for, for me as well. I think it's a journey for everybody when you start putting your stuff online. Um, and you just have to realize like an unfollow or an unfriend or whatever, they saved you time. If, if they don't like what you're saying, they're never going to do business with you anyway. So just yeah. move on and just have your community of raving fans. That's what I say too. Like I've created the business that I have um, based on a lot of people who don't actually do business with me, but they love me and they feel like they know me and they're connected to me and they recommend me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can't always look at people as their dollar value because it's more than that. It's about creating, you know, raving fans and a community and people who just really believe in you and they support you in other ways. So, um, and I think that's missed in social media. I've had clients, I'll ask them, you know, how much time do you spend responding to your comments? Oh, none. Uh, well, it's a conversation. This is how people feel like you right. care about right. them too. Right. Like you have, you can't just be the bullhorn that's always putting content <laughs> out. You also mm. have to interact. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. The social part of social media. So we've got some people saying like I'm a, and it's unknown user. So it's probably I don't know why it does it on this certain I'm a big crystal fan. OK, yeah. unknown user. Yay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got an unknown user. They're just embarrassed to tell that unknown user joins us every yeah. week. Unknown yes. users are yeah. super fan. So uh, but uh, Trona says and I always say her name right. Uh, she uh, she goes, I know Crystal through Mark Schaefer. And you talked about people uh -huh. knowing yes. from people. And she goes, mm -hmm. uh, she's a she's awesome. Uh, and I, I always butcher her name. It's Trona. Sorry, Trona. It's true. Uh, yes. Yes. yes so. I remember yeah, the so, uprising. 
Yes, yes. So um, you had a question, Grace, that... Um, I did. So bringing it back to this client that spent the 100K on gurus yes. and, and and feeling lost. And, you know, there's so many experts out there, right? Experts and then quote unquote experts. And also mm-hmm. on summits and conferences. And obviously we get a lot of value out of going to conferences. We've talked about Lima. We're going to Podcast Movement next week. And then, of course, you know, there's courses and all this stuff. But how do you know what you personally need next, right? Because it's really easy to just, uh, maybe I'm just talking about myself or you're just like, oh, I really need this. And then you go off and find that thing. And then, but then that thing doesn't solve it. And then that thing. So I can see where this client got to where they are (laughs) having spent this much, but what do you know what you need right now? I think it's about really kind of getting quiet and trusting yourself and really asking yourself like, what is my block instead of the shiny objects? Um, because, you know, Mark, we're all great marketers online. Um, there's some really great content out there that will convince you that whatever that person's selling is your next shiny solution. But I think you've got to kind of discern and learn to trust yourself. I think that personally, I have bought things that deep down I knew I probably didn't need or they weren't going to solve my problem, um, but it seemed shiny and pretty and exciting. And then you get halfway through the course or the or the program and you're like, wow, it's the same thing I bought three other times. Um, and so really encouraging people you know, to just connect back and then ask yourself, what am I willing to do and what what step do I need to take? Um, do I really need one more course on social media marketing? Or if I've probably gotten there and maybe I just need to be more open and vulnerable or or whatever. I think a lot of this stuff is such like self-discovery work mm-hmm. that is so much different than a tactic. Like we can all learn a bazillion tactics, right? But um, if you're not confident in who you are and you're not willing to show up as you are, it doesn't matter how many tactics you learn. It's still, there's going to be something off. Mm. That's a mic drop moment right there, folks. So that was good. That's a tweetable. Uh, so, but I, and I will respond to the comments. Um, but one of the things we talked about on the same note, and I'm a big fan of masterminds, but we did a show earlier uh, this year where we explored the difference between like coaching, counseling, and masterminds with my friend Anthony Witt. And That's I think good. there's a lot of value in all of those avenues. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've got we got phenomenal business coaches from everything from being more confident on camera, which is our friend Ian Anderson Gray, productivity experts like my friend Eric Fisher. Um, Volley is launching a new product that makes paid masterminds asynchronous and accessible. So if you haven't been on Volley for a while, that cool stuff's rolling out. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So, but without lumping like everyone into one category or generalizing, um, how do we know who to trust and what to believe? (laughs) That's really hard, I think, in the online space, because you almost have to start having some conversations and DMs or really, you know, connecting to industry people. That's why I love going to, you know, Lima Mm -hmm. and different conferences, like you guys said, and really have conversations that aren't just happening in, you know, reading someone's testimonials. But really, I think talking to people who've gone through them at different programs and seeing which one fits for you, because I think the conversation that's being had behind closed doors is different than the one that's, you know, public facing. Um, And like, if someone isn't aligned to you, if you don't really love their content, they're probably not going to be for you. Their program's not. So don't force yourself just because you think they know more, because there's probably someone out there that maybe you just haven't discovered yet that is more in alignment with your core values um, and things that you believe that can also help you get there. But I think it's just, you know, that good old fashioned research and talking to people to figure out who's going to work best for you. And there's amazing people out there coaching Mm. and consulting and teaching. Um, There's a few bad apples. And once you discover them, you just know to steer clear. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I think that, and it also takes time, you know, yeah, like yes. the, the people who I trust and I ask uh, opinions for or I join their masterminds, it's people I've known for a long, long time. And I think, right. you know, and the, and I see it at conferences, too, is people come up and they they kind of want to latch on, get all your secrets and be your instant friend. And that doesn't I mean, I'll, I'll talk to anybody, but I can't like bear my soul to somebody I just met. It takes a long right. 
time and it's something that we connect. I mean, there's secrets that Grace doesn't even know about me. Yeah. You know, oh. so, I mean, there's, you know. There's things I don't want to know about this, Jeff. I've made that a, very clear. This is probably as much as she wants to know, to be this honest. Is the, but there's this an is important it. part of yeah. how boundaries. you need boundaries. 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 Yes. yes. <laughs> that is very true. I think that everyone, no matter if you're just starting out or if you're, you know, 10 years in, learning boundaries is an art. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes time to learn how to say no and not just keep pouring into people. Like Jeff said, you know, meeting people at conferences. Um, of course, you want to develop these relationships, but you can't just pour everything out right. uh, the minute you meet them because you don't know. And and it takes time. I mean, I've met people at conferences three years ago that now we've grown into great friends or we've been in masterminds together. Right. Um, but it took time. So it, it's those connection calls. It's being on their show, you know, them being on your show. Mm-hmm. You just keep developing the connections with the people you feel drawn to. And then, you know, you discover more about them. And if they're not who that you thought they were, you just move on. Yeah. And it's give and take. I mean, it's it's yeah. you just can't always take from people and people can see that yeah. coming from a mile away. So right. I'm still waiting for my my birthday present from Grace, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I think we're almost birthday twins. Not enough. (laughs) I know. I know. So um, let's go on to our next segment. We're going to be talking about authenticity. uh, I can't even say it. Authenticity. See, Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to be a a hard show. Um, But we mentioned this at the top of the show. And, um, you know, you believe that there's no such thing as like a template or a cookie cutter approach to marketing. So um, I want to know the from the audience, like what is um, what is your biggest pet peeve on social media? Like, what is it? Is it inauthentic people? Is it having to respond to your family who are crazy? Right. What your mom is saying it? you look great today? Yeah, yeah. Hey, mom, thanks. So, but something that um, that's your biggest pet peeve on social media. Let us know down below wherever you're watching what that is. Um, but you know, one of the things you know they're not like they used to be on social media. So, whether we're talking about paid or organic. Uh, this yeah. is true across the board. There's a lot of skepticism. People are clued in what, you know, the, this webinar at the end, you're going to get a pitch. You know, this is right. a lead magnet for me. I'm going to, this is why I'm doing it. So it's harder to convince people to show up, which means mm-hmm. it's, it's also harder to sell. But on the other yeah. side, you know, brands are looking to provide value, but are, are burnt out doing things that aren't working. So, you know, what's the next step for us to figure out like how to reach the right audience with our message? I think just being honest, like people do know now that your challenge is going to end with a pitch. So if you're just kind of honest at the beginning and say, you know, like we're going to go through all this amazing content, you're going to get X, Y, Z value. But of course, you know, to really have a transformation, I'm going to make an offer to you at the end. And if it makes sense to you, you know, say yes. And I think that people are just tired of being like, the pushy bro, I call it bro marketing of just yeah. like sell, sell, sell. Right. People are burnt out. Like I believe that people are smart humans and that if they feel like they need what I have to offer, I don't have to convince them because what I've learned building businesses um, is that if you have to pound a, a client to say yes, it's going to unwind later. Either you're not going to like working with them. They're not going to like working with you. They're going to take their payment off auto pay. Something will happen. But if you get those like hell yeses and excuse me, but um, if you get those like, yes, um, I want to work with you. This makes so much sense. Those relationships pay off in the end. They always seem to work out. The client gets an amazing transformation um, and, you know, you get to go on and have a great relationship even after the the sale, so to speak. Um, But I do think that people are just really over the kind of like hiding from you're trying to sell me. It, it just seems to be better, I think, in my case and my clients is if you're just honest, like I have this thing. It'll probably help you. Here's all the value I can give you without you paying anything. But here's the thing that I have to offer. Um, I also believe personally, I know there's been this huge, you know, high ticket coaching, high ticket, high ticket. Um, I think that there's room for different things because everybody's on a journey and some people just aren't there yet. Um, So, you know, there's two sides to every coin, but I think trying to have something that helps other people in different aspects. I mean, it's very much why we started a podcast and a club. And then I have an agency that does done for you stuff. And I'm also a consultant. So no matter kind of where you are on the journey, I have a way to help you. Mm. So I, I, that 
resonates with me because some people just can't afford it. Like, and sometimes you're, they're limited. Like I live here, you know, I can only make this much money from local clients just because of where I am. I can't afford your gazillion dollar course, but, uh, but having those different tiers, I think is really, really important. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's definitely something I learned living in, you know, Western Kentucky. I, I moved back here from Seattle. I went to college in Las Vegas. Very oh. different economies, very different things yeah. that can be offered, different. Um, but everybody here is pretty much making the same amount of money. And even if you open a business, you know, marketing is not the same marketing that I would advise someone in Seattle to use that I would in Western Kentucky. And so I want to be accessible to those people. And my done for you agency serves a lot of national brands now, um, even though I started in a local market, but my consultancy of being able to go out and sit down with these business owners is more for my local community. And I live in this community. I am invested. I want this community to grow. Um, So to me, to just be like, oh, I'm $15,000 to talk to me, that's not me investing in my local community. And I want to help these business owners. So I have to be different. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. I love that. Well, so much marketing expert content, speaking of like reaching the masses, right? And and outside of it, I find so much of it is copy paste. Now, I'm going to take this yeah. as an example. Like, you know, you need, you hear that your company needs a company blog to help with your SEO, but you don't have time to write, right? Mm-hmm. You launch one anyway, and you fill it up with how to's and step by steps and cra- that you've crowdsourced and found online. And may, or maybe you have an AI churning this out, which there's a lot of wonderful AI tools. I'm not taking on AI tools, right? But, you know, it, but it saves you time, right? But then you'd rather mm-hmm. that you'd rather be putting towards your business. You'd rather be putting towards your local community or anything else. And it's, easy it looks easy to see how someone could fall into this cycle especially if you've got you're not the business owner but you've got someone mm-hmm. saying like we need to scale we need to do it we need to do that right yep. so what is your approach you know given your approach to social media i should say help us break out of this cycle this this feeling of like in that moment of like oh my God, i know i need to do this and these are all this is what i need to do uh but you know, and I saw this too, creating content, like, you know, yes. created content for a lot of brands. And it's like, oh, well, I just Googled it. And I just researched all this stuff. And then what you end up with is like the same post that someone that else everybody has, right? else has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, you know, those content calendars and all those things that people buy, it's so copy paste. So I like to say that um, I create content prompts um, for clients that are more about their brand. So they have to kind of think through, they are not copy paste. They have to use the question and the prompt to think through and then add their own story. Um, And everybody's outcome and post is going to actually be different. Maybe there is a bit of a quote framework um, to get them thinking through how to share in a different way. I also kind of believe that there's pillars to social media. There's like, um, you know, empowerment, education, entertainment, and then, you know, what I call rants, raves, or poke the bear posts. So whatever makes you different. A lot of people won't do that. They won't say like, I don't agree with you know, the industry standard. And that's kind of what makes you different. If And I know that people internally have these, you know, I don't believe X, Y, Z, even though everybody else is doing it. And that's what I feel like really brings people to you. Because when you start sharing that, people are like, oh, I feel that way too. Um, even though it may be what the most people feel is the right way to do the thing. Um, there's always, obviously always two sides to every story and there's different feelings. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Mark Schaefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already been brought up on here. He wrote Marketing Rebellion. And um, that was the book that did it for me. Um, that was like something I held in my head about marketing uh, before I really knew. And I think it's just a background in social psychology and understanding people. And when I read Marketing Rebellion, I was like, yes, the most human company, the most human brand, you being yourself is what really makes marketing click. Um, and it gets people to want to work with you. So I think to be different, you have to stop doing what everybody else is doing and do it in your own way. Put your own spin on it. Put your own flair, you know, little Bobby Flay there, a little bam. And just, you know, get <laughs> oh, something see, that's you. <laughs> you, yeah, you you're, you're, you're an in for the next show because you mentioned Bobby Flay and food <laughs> and Mark Schaefer. So, I mean, I so we've Mark. had Mark. Yeah, we've had Mark on a couple of times. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, he is one of those people who is very authentic when it comes yes. to his, his social Mark- media. And, 
Mark food on your bingo card, people. Yeah. Or, 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 <laughs> food, your drinking and, game. food and Mark Schaefer and Google. We've Play. reached the food yes. part of the portion of the show. We've circled that. That's right. Like. Yeah. Bingo. Uh, so uh, Gary says, I've met some great people through social media. That is very, very true. Um, uh, I met people like Gary. He's amazing. And yeah. uh, Trona says, yes, love that approach. Uh, adding different services for all prices too. And then we have Sean says, I, I love you, Grace. Didn't mention us, Crystal, but uh, darn. He, it's just, well, it's just we'll great. try next time. Yeah. I know it's like Sean just, support at Restream yeah. is actually bringing this to the world. So yes. I love you too, Sean. So, yeah. uh, but something else we love, and I got to give another shout out to our friends over at Ecam. You know, we're talking about being authentic, and and Grace and I love live video. We have for a long time, and one of the things that allows us to go out to people uh, in this way is Ecam. It lets us do a podcast. Let's just go out and and share stuff with the world. And, you know, this is just a great uh, program. And so if you want to take a step and maybe do your own show or even up, up your presentations or whatever, you need to check out Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. So our final segment is we're going to, we've been talking about being authentic, but yeah. um, great. And, and my kids do this. And so I want Grace to talk about this, um, this new yeah. app that all the kids are using. So. We are a new show, so we thought we'd bring you just a little yes. bit of news. That'd be good. Yeah, we do this every once in a while, right? So this, this, there's this new app outside out, out there billing itself as the anti TikTok, anti Instagram, and it's called Be Real, Be Real. And alert, an alert goes off uh, once a day, giving you a two minute window to post whatever it is that you're doing in that moment. And I, I believe it's random. It's just a random alert. And it's if used as design, you're only forced, you're forced to post what you're doing at that moment when it goes off. And then you only have to look at it once a day because people are only posting once a day. Uh, and it's more authentic, supposedly, than other platforms where you can carefully stage your photos and your add those flattering filters. It's just what you're doing. And everyone posts simultaneously. So there's that, not that pressure to constantly scroll or constantly check. Well, maybe you're still scrolling, but you're not constantly checking. So I first right. heard about this in January and it quickly became another way to post content. People were taking that, that whatever you're doing there and posting it everywhere else, which defeats the purpose. I think, right. but some Mashable wrote this article on it where they said, be real has proven that there's no authenticity on social media, right. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And we bring this up because uh, one, again, we're a new show. We need to bring you some news. And then also audacity, authenticity, audacity, authenticity. I mean, it's the is, same. It's the same thing. Is the same, is, a, is every brand superpower. That is something that you believe in. And over the past few years, we've seen a shift to less less being you know the highlights of our lives and more of the be real being real mm -hmm. and you know i think that's thanks to mobile video and also being trapped in our homes for some period <laughs> right. of time depending right. on where you were in the country i must say and be real was a response to this obviously so talk to us about what it means to be authentic online in 2022 is it just looking or not looking a certain way is it just removing filters and, and just posting one once a day like what tell us what does it mean to be on authentic on social media well i mean again don't trauma bond and don't you know you don't have to overshare and and say everything but i do think people are looking for vulnerability um and to be seen you know as humans, we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to feel connected. Um, and you can't connect to the perfect Instagram picture with the coordinated, you know, I remember being a twin mom. I had three kids, three and under, and then an older daughter too. So that was four kids. And I would get on the Instagram and it was so curated and it was such BS. And I was like, right. what the heck? I cannot compete. <laughs> like it made me hate my life really. Cause I thought, man, I'm failing. I can't, I'm not matching my three girls, you know, with a coordinated little boy outfit. And we, we look <laughs> disheveled when we go to Target. Like, we're just happy to be there. And um, so all this pressure was really hard for me. And if I had just found some real connections online or like a mom, kind of that's why I showed up as I did to say like, yeah, some days we have it together and some days we, we look like we're homeless. It's just what we do. We're, we're real. Um, and it really, that's how it grew. That's how my online following grew. And so I know it works. People want to know that their life is okay um, and not just have the highlight reel. 
And, you know, so there's ways to share and, and, but not make it, you know, over the top where you're just kind of like talking about all the things that are wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more like saying, Hey, I'm here too. I mean, I suffer from ADHD. And so being open and honest about that has really opened a lot of doors for me online as an entrepreneur and being like kind of poking fun at myself because I have a hard time keeping on track or, Mm -hmm. or I lose things and, you know, just being really honest, like, look, I'm successful. Um, but I'm also struggling with X, Y, Z. And so that means that if I can be successful, so can you with whatever you're battling. And I think that's what really people want to hear is that, you know, they can too, that whatever they're facing isn't just going to be a roadblock completely for them. Because when you set, you know, people that follow all of us, and I remember being there, I put all these people on a pedestal and I thought they never had a problem in their life. And then the ones I really connected to were the ones that started saying, yeah, but I also have this going on or that going on. So I think filters are dying too. I know you brought Mm -hmm. that up. I'm here today, fresh faced without makeup. Um, You know, I think it's just about being comfortable in your own skin and, and, you know, realizing that when you turn your phone on to take a selfie, half the time you have a double chin. So it's okay. So does everybody else. We all have to hold the phone up here to get the perfect angle. And, you know, nobody looks like that. I think my biggest thing that I'm loving right now is there's some, you know, fitness people and and model types on Instagram showing how contorted you have to pose yourself to get those perfect Instagram pictures Mm -hmm. and what it actually looks like when you're just like a normal person taking a picture. No wonder you don't like the picture of yourself (laughs) because the model has to be like turned and this hand has to be here and their head has to be turned this way, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's just all fake and people are over it. I really feel like. So the grow a beard and you don't have problems with that double chin thing. That's the secret <laughs> sauce. That's why I, I did it. Um, now if I, I just need to, I'm trying to get it to cover my whole body. Um, no, so, I, I uh, hold the, I hold the phone down below because I like yeah. to look taller. Right. Oh, see, we, we've all got our go. little we all have our things, right? So, yeah. anyway. so I wanted to, to. You said something there, and I think it was almost the secret sauce about being authentic is that you know you're showing that you have issues. But then you have a solution. So you're showing you have a problem like, you know, I like struggle with ADHD, but I have done this and you can too. So I think you're getting both you're being authentic and transparent saying, hey, this is what I struggle with. But I found this hack that does this. And so I Mm -hmm. think that's, uh, you know, I think that's really super important. My kids are are doing this. Be real. They were before Matchable even knew about it. They were all on it and uh, they they love doing it and they have um it shows the both the the front facing and the rear camera at the same time i believe um mm-hmm. i didn't i don't do it because it'd be just me sitting at my computer all day so <laughs> yeah i'm not you know. exciting yeah. for be real not really good. it's like Maybe it's like, my would cows. you like to, your, your cows can be exciting. Maybe we'd be real exciting. with the cows. There's yeah. a lady I follow on TikTok who is, it's, she's hilarious, but she has, it's called like some almost farm or something, but she has this uh, ostrich that tries to attack her every day. I've seen that she's one. She's hilarious. <laughs> yes. She, it's, yeah, you should do that. I'm telling you, get a, get a, a killer ostrich and you'll be famous. Um, well, like I said, my, my horses uh, are TikTok famous because we oh. rescue horses. So oh. my husband and my um, my horses, they do really well on TikTok. Sometimes yeah. you just got to see what you're working with. You know, a, a guy in a cowboy hat with a horse does really well. So well, and your husband does. And this is what you said at the Lima is like he looks like a Viking warrior. He does. he does. I look like somebody you need to drop change in in front of their. Uh, <laughs> no. Their anyway, so uh, Trona nah. says uh, Instagram is already a copy and be real. Yeah, we saw that coming. Anything that's successful, yeah. they will copy. So, uh, um, yes, Instagram anyway. doesn't have an original thought. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so last question is, um, and we've talked about this a little bit, but sometimes uh, authenticity gets confused with attention sinking. We I learned a new word, trauma bonding today, uh, yeah. but it distracts from, you know, the message a lot of times. So mm-hmm. we've got a lot of people who are bearing their souls in social media. Um, it takes a lot of vulnerability and, and a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. So, um, you know, th- that is something we've talked about too. So what is the right balance? We've hinted on it. We've talked about it a little bit, but what's the right balance between sharing and oversharing as a brand or someone who's representing a brand? Because, you know, that's the first thing people check is your social media when you go do a job you know they're going to see that okay this person overshares quite a bit do we want to hire them um so do you think you know what are your thoughts on this like where's the balance of like do i share that you know with my audience will it come back to bite me what what are your thoughts on 
I guess what's your uh, filter or your, your, your line that you don't go over? So I always say this, you share from the solution or, or the transformation, but not the wound. So if you haven't healed from whatever it is, you know, you probably shouldn't be sharing about it because you're still working through it. But if you've gotten to the other side, like me battling ADHD, um, being a mom who's raising twins, um, I've went through a bitter divorce, um, sort of those things, but I've come out the other side and I can offer a solution or a hack or some help or inspiration. I feel like that's okay to share but while you're in the middle of whatever it is maybe if you're going through a bitter divorce it might not be the best thing to share every little detail of what's going on because that's not going to help anybody and I always try to look at it as like how am I helping someone else or how can this impact someone else in a positive way because I don't want people to follow me or be bonded to me or whatever because they feel sorry for me or they think oh that poor girl um so you've just really I think you know I just think it goes back to that. If you've, if you've come out the other side and you can offer some value, then it's okay to share, but you just don't share from the wound. So if it's not healed, don't share. Mm, that's good I advice. I have a sense that like you, you mentioned a bitter divorce that you tend to, you know, when you're posting about the bitterness right, or when you're in the middle yeah. of the bitterness, it tends to attract other people. And then now you've got to you know, it, a bunch it, of bitter people together. Gets, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, was yeah. Gonna, I didn't want to put it that way. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. But that's yeah. exactly what I was trying to say. Well, Jeff East, completes yeah. my sentences. And East, East Texas, we, just, we call it like two ticks sucking on each other. They just get on there mm -hmm. and it's like, you're all. They just. Yeah. yeah, they're just like sharing all this, you know, oversharing almost. And and we've all been through it, right? Like if yeah. we really dug into my story, I have a pretty unique story. I've faced a lot of things, but I just weave that through the lessons I learned through that journey and how can it help someone else? And, you know, sharing the not the good parts, but the hacks or the things that helped me survive through some of those yeah. things is why people's end up in my DMs and they remember something I've shared before and they're like, right. I'm here now. What is the the advice you would give me or or whatever? And, you know, those people just remember maybe something that I faced with the divorce or something that I faced with starting this business or during the pandemic or whatever it is. But yeah, definitely you don't want to just create people who are like, Oh yeah, me too. Oh, my ex-husband, that's not solving anything. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, do seek the help that you need, but like, right. I have friends that I will like literally just text teenagers and they write back. I know. Right. And that's all I yeah. need. That's, that's yeah. All I, need. I see you. Yeah. I see you. I, I know see what you what's happening. I, yeah. I see you down the street fighting right. with your kids. Right. If you hear me screaming at my children in the house, just mind your business. Right. <laughs> I have a friend in the neighborhood where I'm just like, if I'm on the HOA board, I need you to defend my honor. This is what happened. Right. <laughs> and Having that's an advocate. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having an advocate and feeling like you have people who see you, hear you, get you. And that's totally fine. But I think where it goes really awry is especially in like Facebook groups. I mean, have yes. you ever seen some of the stuff that starts going on? Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, it gets a little out of hand. And it's like, what is it really doing? You're just it's eh, it's a vent fest and it's yeah. not really solving anything. So I'm a big Disney fan. And so I'm in some of those things. And you want to set the Internet on fire, <laughs> change something at Disney like raise uh -oh. a price or take something off a menu. Oh my gosh. It's just yeah. bizarre. And so, yeah. Um, anyway, but uh, we are out of time. We are, we are full up uh, at, at the hour and Crystal, this has been amazing. we got to have you on again because this was a lot of uh, value information, but before we go, where can people find out all about Crystal Tosh and your services? Oh my gosh. Okay. So don't find me on Twitter. I'll make a joke. I think I'm up to 18 followers. So I'm usually a Facebook girl. You can find me Crystal Tosh. Um, my rockstar packages.social that's for my agency. But if you really want to connect more, you know, um, past the BS is our podcast. Um, but yeah, just add me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm no BS crystal. So you can find me there. Um, lots of truth talk and um, pictures of cows and horses tend to be on my Instagram. So, and cute husband. So, um, TikTok, I'm Ever After Acres, Kentucky. Uh, that's the name of our nonprofit, and my horses are on there, and it's mostly animals. So, I'm all the places. Uh, just feel free to find me, and you can always listen online to Pass the BS. Um, we're on 
Apple and Spotify and all the things. And apparently yeah. we should be doing a live show while also podcasting. You I should like this be. Idea. And we will talk about that later. But how many horses, how, how many horses do you have rescued? Uh, four. Very so, cool. Yeah, we've got a big Amish draft horse who's like, looks like a big unicorn. You know, he's giant. Oh, yeah. He's like 19 hands. Yeah. Wow. And so we, we rescue those guys. They go to slaughter. People don't realize that. So it's kind of sad when people don't want them. They end up going to Mexico or Canada. So mm -hmm. we try to raise money and save them and that's awesome. Do a little part. I mean, there's That's obviously awesome. thousands that yeah. need homes. But, but, but every every horse saved helps. So thank you yeah. for doing yeah. that. Grace Absolutely. Duffy, the amazing Grace, where can we find out more about you and where you're at? Well, you can find me here every week, Friday morning at 10 a.m., 11, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the show. There are also podcasts. Uh, I am at Folly the rest of the time. So you can find us. Do we have our... Uh, we always we have, our, have it. Look at that. Boom. Yes. <laughs> social media news live.com slash chat right. join our volley group that's where you can talk to me and jeff you can comment you know talk to us about the show we used to do a like the pre-show thing but we should get back we got that. lazy anyway, we got lazy yeah it's it's it was my fault just, yeah real. oh and you can find us at podcast movement next week and i want to that's get right. this out of the way i'm short Okay, like let's just get <laughs> let's just get it out there right now, and I'm going to digest that information. Okay, so when you yeah. see me, we can move on. That's right. You're so okay. short. I'm, I, I'm always shocked. Really short. I, I know her, and I'm shocked every time I see her. Um, anyway, but makes so next week's going to be a special show. We're going to start at the same time. It's probably going to go longer, but we're going to have some amazing guests. We're going to have uh, Lou Mangello for sure. Um, Colin Gray is an incredible podcaster. Eric Fisher, a bunch of other people uh, at at the conference. I think we're getting somebody from Descript to actually come and talk with us. So it's going to be a special show. So make sure you guys put that on your calendar. I'll probably schedule that today so we can get that out as soon as possible. Yeah. But um, thank you guys so much for watching appreciate uh trona and sean and gary as always dave uh, all the people who've been watching us on all the different platforms we could not do this show without you thank you so much for uh watching today uh, make sure that we are a podcast make sure you give us a rating review and subscribe to us and all the fav your favorite podcast players and with that we'll see you guys next time bye everybody social media news live